And we'll begin with the Irish Examiner this morning, which has an interview with Taoiseach Leo Vradker, who is in Seoul, as we know, and uh, he's talking about his Fine Gael future on the front of the Irish Examiner. He's refusing to give a commitment that he'll remain on as Fine Gael leader if the party enters opposition after the next election. And Leo Vradker has ruled out forming a voting pact among the coalition parties ahead of the next election. So there's going to be no agreement between Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael, the Greens, according to Leo Vradker, uh, heading in to the next election. Now, apparently Fine Gael figures believe that Leo Vradker won't stay on as leader if Fine Gael goes into opposition. And also they reckon that some senior ministers could walk too if Fine Gael isn't in power at the next election. Leo Vradker was asked twice yesterday if he'd give a commitment to remain on as Fine Gael leader if the party went into opposition. And he said, I don't know what the interest is in elections all of a sudden because there aren't any elections for quite some time. Uh, and as I say, talks about voting packs as well. Read more about that in the Irish Examiner. The Irish Independent on the front page has a report from the Banking and Payments Federation of Ireland and it says that a shortage of construction workers could prolong the housing crisis. The report from the BPFI is highlighting the lack of skilled tradespeople and manual labourers to retrofit and build homes. And more than 60% of construction firms are experiencing difficulties in hiring machine operators and skilled tradespeople. So, I, I don't know, maybe some builders who move to Australia might be interested in coming back to Ireland. Then, of course, the question is, well, where do you live? There's an irony. We need them to build the houses, but there's no houses for them to live in, or certainly not a lot of them to live in. So, uh, what they're saying in the Irish Independent is that a quick fix for the housing crisis, hopes of that are being dashed because of a shortage of builders. The Irish Daily Star goes with the Molly Martins trial. Jason forced me to have sex. Molly Martins claims her husband, Jason Corbett, used to force her to have sex with him before placing his hand over her mouth and nose until she passed out. These were accusations she made in court. uh, And this is 24 hours after she made the accusations just 24 hours after Jason Corbett was beaten to death in North Carolina, a court heard yesterday. The Irish Daily Mail goes with the Yosef Pushka trial, the Ashley Murphy murder trial. Pushka, I had no bad intentions that afternoon. That's also the front of the Irish Daily Mirror. Ashling accused takes witness stand. I had no bad intention. Murder accused Yosef Pushka took the stand yesterday and denied claims made by a witness last week. Inside the papers, the Irish Examiner is looking at reconviction rates in Ireland. And what they're saying is that Ireland has one of the highest reconviction rates, both among released prisoners and those who've served community sentences. Apparently, this is the first study of its kind. And it looked at studies from 33 countries, including 19 in Europe. And Ireland gets a good overall rating. It found that recidivism figures showed that released prisoners had a reconviction rate within two years of between 18 and 55% across the 33 countries. Uh, The research does caution, by the way, the differences between countries can reflect variations in reporting practices. So we seem to be good at reporting reconviction rates here. So maybe the other figures aren't as uh, genuine there. But obviously that will be some cause for concern. People go do their time. You hope that they come out as a reformed character. But then if some of them are reconvicting, that ain't ideal. The Irish Times looks at parking in Dublin. We'll have more on this on News Talk Breakfast this morning. Charges for parking on some streets in Dublin 
are going to go up to €4 Euro an hour. Just incredible. Uh, and this will bring them on par with or above rates for multi-storey car parks in the city. Dublin City Council is planning to increase on-street parking charges across all parking zones in the city from next year. And the costs will rise by more than 16% in some areas. The yellow zone is kind of the most in-demand or uh, poshest areas, if you want to call it that. And it'll see the price go from three fifty an hour uh, all around kind of areas like Stevens Green, three fifty an hour up to four euro an hour, and then if you park in the red zone, it'll go from three euro to three euro fifty, and then the green zone will go from one eighty to two euro, and the orange zone will go from one euro ten to one euro. 20 and the blue zone which is in some uh, suburban areas that'll go from 80 cent to 90 cent uh, and then you look at some of the car parks you have Arnott's and Jervis charging 3 euro an hour ILAC charges 350 according to this report and then several car parks on the south side of the city charge four euro an hour. So uh, certainly a pricey city to park in, but of course they don't want you parking there. They want you to get public transport if it's available. Uh, Inside the Times of London, interesting one. I know a lot of parents struggle with how much screen time they should allow their children. Uh, And we always hold up countries like Sweden as being the experts in everything, including rearing children. And in Sweden, parents are being told that they shouldn't give children under two any screen time at all and should allow those aged three to five just an hour a day at most. Researchers are divided as to uh, what screen time is appropriate or harmful for babies, toddlers and young children. Uh, And now a report published by the Swedish Association of Pediatricians says, although digital screens can present useful information, young children's brains have not yet matured enough to absorb the benefits. So you can sort of stick on uh, cartoons for a baby uh, or indeed a toddler under two. They're not supposed to have any screen time at all, according to the Swedes. If you're a soccer fan, staying with the Times of London, uh, particularly if you're a Barcelona fan, you can live forever uh, with the club because you can have your cremated remains stored at the New Camp Stadium. The club has announced that its remodel stadium will offer 26,000 fans the chance to rest in peace in funeral niches at the ground, only a few metres from the pitch and in a space full of symbolism. Now, if you want to live there where your ashes to be held there, it's going to cost €6,000, depending on how long you want the ashes kept for. Uh, That's in the Times of London this morning. I wonder will other clubs follow suit. And, you know, some people are such huge fans of soccer teams. There could be big demand for that. Holly Willoughby is in the papers. They're speculating on where she's going to end up next. The Sun tells us this morning that they reckon Holly Willoughby is going to go to the BBC to present Gladiators. I didn't realise they're rebooting Gladiators. Uh, That was on ITV. Uh, Now the BBC has obviously bought the rights and they're hoping that Holly Willoughby will become the new Erika Johnson. Big name from the 90s, of course. And uh, also... You would have Bradley Walsh and his son and then Holly Willoughby presenting Gladiator. So I'm sure people will be interested in that. Two final stories for you. One from the eye, looking at our kitchens and how messy they are. A majority of people, 63%, say they would cook at home more often if cleaning up afterwards was easier. More than four in five people said the kitchen was the most disaster-prone room in the house. 
and the top 10 messy mishaps which cause chaos in the kitchen. Number one is sauces splashing and spilling. In second place is water boiling over the hob, burnt food, grease frying oil spatters, breaking crockery, sticky syrup, explosions in the microwave, flour explosion, forgetting to put the lid on the blender and knocking over cooking oil. So all in all, kind of chaos in the kitchen. One way of avoiding chaos in the kitchen is to have an air fryer. The Telegraph this morning tells us that a chef is offering a guide for how you can cook your Christmas turkey in the air fryer. This is Chef Martin Lee, who works for Waitrose, and he said that the time it takes to roast a turkey in an air fryer could be as little as 30 minutes. Now, I'm not talking obviously a full-size turkey here. That wouldn't fit in the air fryer. But if you have a crown, a lot of people buy crowns these days, throw it in the air fryer. And you can also throw your roast potatoes into the air fryer as well. And this chef, Martin Lee, says that the uh, roast potatoes will be just as crunchy as they would be in the oven and also use less fat. So apparently it's all about air frying this Christmas in the papers.